0: Jonah chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. This is the word of God. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you were a gracious God and merciful slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you do well to be angry? The word of God for the people of God.
1: Let's pray. Uh, Lord, just want to thank you, Lord, for today, Lord. I want to uh, ask you, Lord, that you would use me, Lord, a sinner, Lord, a, a wretched man, Lord, who doesn't do what you say, Lord, who disobeys your word, Lord. I ask Lord, that you would use me, Lord. I don't deserve it, Lord, but use me, use me, and use me. Help me to decrease. So that you may increase. Let me be a mouthpiece for your word, Lord. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, Lord, to open our hearts, to open our eyes, to open our ears, Lord, to open our mouths, to see truth, to, to hear truth and to proclaim it, Lord. In the name of the Lord, we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. So last week. Um, and, and, and you know how sometimes me and uh, Pastor JP might wear the same clothes, have the same shirt, the same coat. You know, it's weird. You know, so last week he had Michael Jackson, and it, it, I don't know what it is because this week I got Ice Cube. So look, look like we're going through all the 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 uh, the pop stars, the rap stars, all of that. So you know. Um, Ice Cube. I think everybody knows Ice Cube before he did all the movies. He always was a rapper. But back in 93, Ice Cube came up with a song called Check Yourself. Okay? Check Yourself. I wouldn't dare go through the lyrics. I might get put under discipline. But the saying goes, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. I don't, I don't know if anybody ever heard that phrase before. But this phrase is meant as a warning to reflect on a person's deed before they act upon them. So if somebody says, amen, you, you, you better check yourself before you... Nobody really says anymore since I was 93, but it's still the same. It still means the same. And we're going to see in this text that Jonah is disappointed with God. Jonah doesn't think the Ninevites deserve shade, doesn't deserve grace. But Jonah needs to check himself. The same shade and grace he gave the Ninevites is the same shade or grace he gave Jonah. And we at times can have the same mindset. That is when we too need to check ourselves. And every believer can check themselves by feeling the weight of sin and feeling the relief of grace. So there's two points. Feeling the weight of sin, feeling the relief of grace. Let's look at our first point, feeling the weight of sin. Let, let, let's look at Jonah put 3.10. Put that one up. Jonah 3.10, this is uh, what Pastor JP uh, preached last week, and this is what it says. It says, when God saw what they did, talking about the Ninevites, how they turned from their evil ways. God relented of his disaster, but that he said, he, uh, disaster that he said he would do, and he did not do it. So l- l- let's pull up uh, Jonah 4, 1 through 3. So, so we find out last week, you know, that the Ninevites felt the weight of their sin and that an entire city repented. Man, this is a time of celebration, a time of worship, a time of praise, and it's a time of rejoicing, right? You, you, you would think people are turning from sin and turning to God. Man, this is an amazing thing. Except for good old Jonah. You know, don't you hate when everybody's having a good time and there's always that one hater in the back who wants to ruin everything for everybody? They're not partying. They, they just want to, you know, you're, you're at a game, a football game or something. Everybody's cheering. And there's that one person that says, well, you know, all they got to do is. And they just sort of, that was Jonah. Good old Jonah had to be a hater. The Bible says that Jonah was displeased and was angry, the Bible says. Th- this word displeased in the Hebrew means to be morally wrong an evil deed, a harmful act. So Jonah believed that the God of the universe did something morally wrong, that God did something evil, that God did something harmful to these people. See, this is where we find out. If, if you look at verse 2, this is where we find out explicitly why Jonah ran from God. He knew what he was going to do. When we look at this text, we we get a prophetic picture of how God's grace will extend to the nations. But Jonah doesn't feel the same. He feels the Ninevites are not worthy of that grace. He despised God's decision so much. The Bible says, just kill me, God. He would rather die to see the best of God work through the worst of all of us. But to Jonah's credit, now I know Jonah mad, we got to find out why this brother is a hater right now, But, but to Jonah's credit, we can empathize with him in some way, right? He is right to a certain extent. I want you to think about this. He's right. The Ninevites do not deserve to be saved. They do not deserve grace. They don't. They were literally the enemies of Israel. Anybody who is an enemy of Israel is automatically an enemy of God. They were a very cruel nation and and in time will conquer the northern kingdom of Israel. I mean, you can imagine Jonah thinking, you know, do they really feel the weight of their sin? Is their act of of, of 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 putting on ashes and sackcloth and all this stuff? Is this just an act of formality? No, they they deserve God's judgment, right? Joan, Joan is right, but this is not the issue. I want you to hear this. This is just one of the issues. The other issue we'll discuss later. But the first issue see, Jonah knows his scripture. We mentioned this. Jonah knows his scripture. He knows Yahweh, yet Jonah struggles to feel the weight of his own sin when compared to people he thinks are worse than him. He believes Israel is the only people who are worthy of God's grace. Let me say that again. Jonah struggles to feel the weight of his own sin when compared to people he thinks are worse than him since jonah struggles to feel the weight of his own sin he can't freely and fully rest in god's shade with those in the same shade who he feels does not belong there on june uh, excuse me on september 6 2018 and an off-duty Dallas police officer named Amber Geiger enters what she believed to be her own apartment, but actually entered the apartment of Botham Jean, a 26-year-old African-American man. Amber shoots and kills the innocent unarmed man. Eventually, Amber was charged with murder and got 10 years in prison. But the case at one point before all this was treated carelessly. Hazardly, Amber was not charged or or arrested for days. And at first, it was just manslaughter. This case and and other cases like it continue to perpetuate systemic racism, injustice, insignificance, and biased treatment towards people of color. During the trial, Amber said, I hate that I have to live with this every single day of my life she said in tears, I ask God for forgiveness, and I hate myself every day. I wish he was the one with the gun who had killed me. I never wanted to take an innocent person's life, she said. Brandt, who was the brother of, of Botham, said to Amber, if you truly are sorry, I know I can't speak for myself. I forgive you, and I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. He continues and says, I personally want the best for you. I wasn't even going to say this before my family, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's exactly what Botham would would want you to do. Give your life to Christ. After Brent asks, if she... If, if, after that, Bran asked if, if, if she could approach Amber in order to hug her before she was taken to prison. And it was a very long embrace. See, as believers, you would, you would think just maybe, maybe change can happen, even to the most wretched of us. Even if that wretched sin and evil went for years and years plus. You would think the Christian community would say, maybe, and rejoice. No, but they didn't. It was questioned. There were comments of wrath and judge, comments of wrath and judgment outweighed comments of grace and reconciliation. Now, let me say this. This illustration does not present, I'm not saying this to, to present cheap grace or to overlook sin and the sin of many that were of this nature. I'm not trying to overlook that. I'm not trying to present cheap grace, but it's to show you something. It's to show you what it looks like to extend grace to your enemies so that they just might turn from sin, that they might repent and turn to Christ, just maybe. Again, like Jonah I want to empathize. I, 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 I don't want to overlook sin, but, but we, like Jonah, struggle to feel the weight of our own sin when compared to people we think are worse than us. Think about it. Now, I want to ask this question. Really think. Do we compare or marginalize sin, especially ours? Do we accept cheap grace because we avoid feeling the weight of our sin? That's me. That's me. Do, do we truly know the ripple effect of our sinfulness? Do we truly know who it causes? Some people say, well, this happened behind time closed doors. It don't affect anybody else. That kind of thinking. Do we really know what it creates through our friends, our family, our children? Think about it just for a tick. Think about it just for a minute. Let's, let's even go further. What about showing grace to the father or mother that abandoned you? The father or mother that abused you? The man or the woman who, who raped you or molested you? Those of a, of a, of a specific political party or agenda a wife or a husband who cheated on you or even beat you or neglected you? What about those so-called friends? The list goes on and on, fill in the blank. Now, as you fill in the blank and think about these things, let me ask you something about that person or persons. Do they deserve God's wrath or do they need God's grace? Now, Now, here's a hard way to answer this question. You gotta check yourself. First, feel the weight of your own sin. Then address that same question towards yourself. What did you deserve and what did you need? Now, feel the relief of grace. It's our second point. John 4, 2, I guess sort of 2B in a way. It says, for I know you are gracious God, a merciful, slow to anger and abounding, steadfast love and relenting from disaster. And Jonah 4-4 reads, and the Lord said, do you well to be angry? See, we find out here that Jonah prays to the Lord to complain. But yet Jonah here describes the awesome attributes of God from Exodus 34 These attributes are are, are nothing that God has to gain or he's perfecting or, you know, he's not trying to live for himself and work on himself. It's not an ability. He's not working on, you know, I got to get my steadfast love together. You know, it's his nature. This is who he is. And not one nature is less or more perfect than the other. They are equally perfect. But see, God in his sovereign counsel and wisdom shows mercy on whoever he chooses. He can hug you or bear hug you. Both are perfect. But in his infinite counsel and wisdom, God chose to show grace and mercy to the Ninevites. But he is showing Jonah, Israel, and us that the relief of grace can bring repentance even to the worst of us. This is why he asked that question to Jonah. Do you do, do, you do well to be angry? Why be angry if, if my patience, abounding steadfast love, and my sparing heart can actually bring change? Why? Let's, this, I got this illustration up here. Y'all know me. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a do geek stuff. You know, in the movie, The Man of Steel, Go DC, uh, there was a scene where Superman is allowed, allows himself to be put in handcuffs. It's, it's the funniest scene in the world, you know. It, it, he, he allows himself to be put in handcuffs in order to save the world from an oncoming threat. Now, let me remind you, he, he doesn't have to save the world. He isn't from here. He owes it nothing. He doesn't have to submit to any government or country. Also, he's Superman. He's strong enough to lift eternity and hold infinity. That's geek language. Only some of us would understand that geek language, okay. So they really can't control him. I say this to now deal with Jonah's second issue. See, Jonah is also angry because he is an agent of God, right? And it makes God look weak to people who he owes nothing, a people he doesn't have to submit to, a people who are infinitely inferior to him. And to Jonah, God looks weak. If God looks weak, guess what? I look weak. Israel looks weak. God looks like a punk. He looks like a sellout. Come on, God, look how we look now, man. God walking around in handcuffs. God will extend his grace to his enemies, even if it means he looks weak. Looks weak. We as agents, now here's where it gets tough. We as agents, as believers, image bearers are called in command to reflect God. Yes, that includes extending grace to our enemies who do not deserve it, even if it means looking weak or even if it means looking like a sellout. Here's the question, another question, are we willing to look weak by extending grace if it means if it means our enemies will turn, change and repent? Think about it. Think about this. Someone extended grace to you. Someone looked weak for you. God allowed you to feel the relief of grace, then allow them to feel the relief of grace so that they can turn from their sin and enjoy God forever, like we're enjoying God forever. If you don't know, the Superman movies has always been our, uh, has always reflected another person. It, It always has because he's greater. This person was also in handcuffs. He, too, was not from this world. He, too, didn't owe the world anything. He, too, didn't have to submit to any government. And he also was infinitely inferior to this world. You know what? This person sure sounds like the God who forgave the Ninevites. Sure sounds like that same person. If you don't know by now, his name is Jesus. But unlike Superman, Jesus extended grace on the cross. He made himself sin. He allowed himself to feel the full humiliation and the weakness to the point of death. You see, he, see, see we didn't check ourselves. You know why? Because we already wrecked ourselves. But Jesus felt the full weight of all sin, so that we can feel the full relief of grace. Jesus became weak for you and me. You know, to me, the relief of grace sort of feels like how communion, wine, and bread taste. It's both spiritual and a physical symbol of God's grace and redemption. So it amplifies the significance of of, of the sweet, soft taste of the bread touching your tongue and the sweet taste of juice stimulating those taste buds as it goes down to that empty stomach. What sweet relief. It reminds me of what it took. It reminds me of what it took for me to feel the full relief of grace so that others So allow others, even our enemies, to enjoy the same taste and they can sit right next to us and say, oh my gosh what sweet relief. So that question for Jonah is also for us. Why be angry? So like you, allow others to feel the weight of their sin so that you too can feel the weight, so that they too can feel the weight, excuse me, the relief of grace. I'll leave you with a uh, uh, my, my, one of my favorite hymns I grew up on. My mother would always sing it. It, it, it was, It's a song called It Is Well With My Soul. And the second verse goes something like this. And before I read the second verse, I never understood why my mother would sing it. Not until now. Now I know why she used to sing this song. But the second verse of it is. I think it's like five verses. But the second one is more relevant to the sermon. It says my sin oh the bliss of this glorious thought my sin not in part but the whole is nailed to the cross and i bear it no more praise the lord praise the lord oh my soul it is well with my soul it is well with my soul it is well with my soul let's pray lord thank you lord for instead of allowing us to feel the, the wrath of sin, you let us feel the relief of grace, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for thinking that our sins are, are lighter than others or, or, or we're better than others because of what they do, Lord. Because, Lord, when I look in the mirror, I see the same sins, the same things. Lord, help us to, to know the weight of our own sin, and then to know the relief of grace, and then share it among others. Show others grace, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this time and this day, Lord. Help us to hum- humble ourselves, Lord, to feel the sweet relief. In the name, Lord, we pray. And we thank you. Amen.